0: Well, welcome and thank you for joining us at the Living Scent Podcast. This is episode number one. And since we're just beginning, it would mean the world to me if after listening, you would rate this podcast and leave a review as well. Or if you find this content valuable, sharing it with a friend via social media would mean a lot to me as well. If you don't know anything about me, and that's probably most listeners, I am passionate about helping followers of Christ live like everyday, ordinary missionaries in their households or neighborhoods, workplaces, and cities. And so this podcast will be devoted to helping you take at full advantage of life's opportunities so that you can make an eternal difference in the lives of others. I currently live in Tallahassee, Florida, which is the capital city, and I serve as an associate pastor at one of the local churches here in town. It's called Canopy Roads Baptist Church. Shout out to Canopy Roads. I'm married to my amazing wife, Lindsay, whom I've known since the fourth grade. And no, we have not been dating since the fourth grade. But I did ask her to be my girlfriend then. Uh, She turned me down, but I was persistent. And finally, she said yes in college, and the rest is history, as they say. We've been married for about 11 years, Uh, actually 11 years this coming August, uh, and we have four wonderful children, two boys and two girls. Uh, A little bit about the idea of Living Scent as well before we jump into today's content. I've written a book called Living Scent that will be available this year, and our local church is currently using this as a resource to train and mobilize Christ followers for everyday mission. Last year, we trained 47 individuals, and this year, by God's grace, we're going to be formally commissioning around 35 of those people to serve and love our city with the gospel. If you'd like any more information about the book, Living Scent, or if you'd just like information about me, you can go to my website, justinwester.com, and sign up for the newsletter there. You'll be alerted as to when that book releases, as well as uh, when new content is available on the website as well. Here's what you can expect from this podcast. I plan to release a new episode on the first Wednesday of every month, and there may be an occasional bonus episode from time to time, but my promise to you is that I will work really hard to deliver quality content that is not only beneficial to you, but it would also be beneficial to the church or community or organization that you are a part of. These podcasts are going to be accompanied by what I'm calling show notes, and you can get a basic recap cap Of the content covered in each episode by looking at those. And there all there may also be some discussion questions for you to look through and uh, a few links to books or other resources that may have been mentioned throughout the podcast itself. I would love, love, love to hear from you. So as we journey together and you have questions, uh, please forward those questions to me at my website's contact page. Again, just go to JustinWester.com and navigate to the appropriate tab there. Yes, I do read those. So please send away. Now let's jump into today's content. What is living scent? I'm going to give you three things that living scent is. And here's the first one. Living scent is a calling. Living scent is a calling. And it's not just a calling for clergy or for church professionals or a special class of Christians. It's for every Christ follower. Let me say that again. Living scent is for every Christ follower. Follower. If you'll recall in John 20 21, Jesus said, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, even so I'm sending you. So here is the reality. If you identify as a Christ follower, you have already been sent. You have already been sent by Jesus to join him on mission in the world. And one of the challenges that the church is facing today is that being a Christian and being a missionary have been separated into two completely different categories. And let me give you an illustration that, that shows this. In 2013, I was working for a department at a Christian university, and we were recruiting for a trip that we were taking students on over spring break. And myself and a friend of mine were up in front of a large evangelism class, and we were uh, making this announcement before the class got started, asking students to to join us on this trip. And my buddy said, "Hey, I'll go first, and then you fill in the details. Tell the kids how to you know sign up and where to go after this." And so he jumped up there with his microphone and he said, raise your hand if you're a Christian. And keep in mind, we're at a Christian university in an evangelism class. And so almost every single hand went up. And this was a large class, somewhere around 200 students. So almost every hand goes up. And he said, good, good. He said, all right, now keep your hand raised if you're a missionary. And almost every hand dropped. Let me ask you this. What would happen if you asked those in your church the same questions, but instead of the hands dropping, what if they confidently stayed raised? Before we move on to our next point, I want to share a quote with you from C.H. Spurgeon who said, every Christian is either a missionary or an imposter. Every Christian is either a missionary or an imposter. And so that's the first thing that living scent is. Living scent is a calling a calling for every follower of Jesus. Here's the second thing that living scent is. Living scent is a posture. Living scent is a posture. Here's how Merriam-Webster defines posture. It's a particular way of dealing with or considering something, an approach or an attitude. Let me give you an illustration of what I mean by posture. Uh, I grew up playing baseball. And almost before every single play, I remember the coach yelling out, Hey guys, on your toes. Guys, be on your toes. He was, he was telling us the kind of posture that each t- team member should have before the play began. You know, think about it. If our posture was not on our toes and we were, you know, instead doing any number of things, we could have been daydreaming or people watching or, you know, picking the grass or worse, picking our nose, we are not going to be ready for the play and we could have potentially made an error. So being on your toes was our way of being fully engaged in the moment. And it's the same with living scent. Living scent is a posture for engaging the world around us the way Jesus would and the way Jesus did. When we're equipped with the, the posture of living scent, we can live intentionally with the people God puts in our path. So what does that posture look like? You may be thinking that. What, is our, what does that posture look like? And I'm glad you asked. <laughs> that brings us to our last point. Living scent is an acronym an acronym for missional behaviors. It's an acronym for missional behaviors. And here are the four behaviors really quick, and we'll jump into them. Number one, the S stands for see people like Jesus. Number two, the E stands for eat with people like Jesus, not to be confused with eat people like Jesus. He didn't do that. Number three, the N stands for neighbor people like Jesus. And finally, the fourth habit is the T, talk with people about Jesus. Jesus. Let's go back to the S, see people like Jesus. You think about Jesus, he had just an uncanny ability to pick people out of a crowd. Let me give you an example. In Mark chapter 5, A woman pushes through a crowd to touch Jesus' clothing, and he actually notices her amidst the numerous other people bumping into him. Here's another one. In Luke chapter 7, a funeral procession is making its way through the town of Nain. Jesus spots the mother of the deceased. She was a widow, and, and he raises her son back to life. Here's one more. Luke 19, Jesus enters the town of Jericho, and he looks up and he spots this wee little man up in the sycamore tree, Zacchaeus. And as Jesus passes through the crowd, he speaks to Zacchaeus and he goes over to his house for the night and they have dinner. So time and time again, Jesus takes note of others, treats them with grace and respect and sees them for who they really are. That's the S, the E, eat with people like Jesus. Jesus leveraged the mealtime to do some of his most incredible work, to, to teach some of his most profound truths, to train some of his most committed followers. Let me give you some examples. Soon after uh, calling a tax collector named Levi to be one of his disciples in Mark 2, Jesus is seen at a party with the local riffraff, if you will. It's, it's during this meal that he says, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners, it was during a meal that, that a, at a prominent Pharisee's house that Jesus publicly forgave the sins of a prostitute. It was during a meal at a chief collect, uh, tax collector's house where Jesus said, the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. It was during a Passover meal where Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper, and it was only over a meal where the disciples on the Emmaus Road recognized the risen Christ. All of this occurred around the meal when He was eating with other people. Jesus' intentionality around the shared meal was instrumental in carrying out His ministry while on earth. Here's the third one, neighbor people like Jesus. When asked by a lawyer which commandment in the law was the greatest, Jesus responded, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And He said, in a second is like it, you shall love your neighbor... As yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Think about that for a second. All of the Old Testament law and prophets depended upon these two commandments. Jesus didn't just point this out so that we would love our neighbor in an ambiguous, metaphorical way. No, no, no. Jesus literally loved his neighbor as himself, and he expects each of his followers to do the same. Here's the last one. Talk with people about Jesus. As Jesus began his ministry, he quoted the prophet Isaiah in a synagogue in the town of Nazareth, Nazareth, and he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus had a message to bring. Not a a message of condemnation, but one of good news. And so we, in turn, we get to be witnesses to this good news and help alert people to the rule and reign of Christ. Ultimately, guys, these habits help propel each of us outward into the world to join Jesus on mission. In future episodes, we're going to go deeper into each of these habits and discuss how we can begin to incorporate these into our regular rhythms and our regular routines so that eventually they actually become part of who we are. I want to remind you as we wrap up here, if you have any questions to send them to me at justinwester.com, just go to my contact page there and send me a quick email. If you did like this episode and you want the show notes, just again, go to justinwester.com, navigate to the podcast page and request them there. And thank you again for listening. Remember, you don't have to live sent, you get to. See you next time.